today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. You've been hearing it in the news uh, all morning long. Eight people now have been arrested in connection with the attack in Manchester in both the UK and Libya. This thing is spreading out, um, including the father and brother of the bomber. Uh, Police in Manchester have also decided, and this is really interesting, that they will no longer be sharing intelligence with the U.S., saying their leaks to the media undermine the ongoing investigation. And uh, these are... They seem to take this stuff pretty seriously when it comes to the logistics of investigating terror uh, over in Europe. And uh, I think that's the part of this uh, outside of the the tragedy itself, the event itself, that I find the most fascinating is how they're able to toss that net over so many areas so quickly and be able to uh, get the logistics in place and act so quickly uh, to kind of knock down... I don't know what you call them, sparks or where there's a little bit of smoldering going on, uh, get in there and uh, kind of uh, put the kibosh on it. It's It's got to be an incredibly difficult job. And that's why uh, I'm pleased to welcome to uh, our show this morning, Phil Gursky. He's the president and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa. Phil, uh, good to talk to you this morning. Thanks for the time. Morning, Jamie. How are you today? I'm, I'm okay. Uh, I think the thing that I find as I said, so amazing about uh, this story and and others that have come before it is how the uh, how the law enforcement agencies uh, in Europe seem to be able to work in great concert um, to get things done. I mean, we can't prevent every terrorist attack, obviously, because they still occur. Um, but boy, do they ever uh, swoop down and and get busy? Talk to me about the logistics of of trying to uh, have different, uh, you know, police organizations working together? Sure. So it doesn't surprise me at all, actually, because, I, you know, I spent 30 years working for CSIS and CSE here in Canada. Right. And, you know, the British, obviously the British services are, are huge allies of, of ours under the Five Eyes Alliance, and they're very, very good at what they do. They've, they've, been, they've been doing this for, for decades. They're one of the world's oldest intelligence services. They did it during the IRA bombings. They've done it under these jihadi bombings. So they've got a lot of experience in it, and they're very good at what they do. In fact, I would rate them amongst probably the top two or three intelligence agencies in the world. And they they basically had to forge their practices because they've, they've been faced with this for such a long time. So it doesn't surprise me at all that they're good at what they do. Yeah, and, and so it's it's a practice makes perfect kind of thing? In some ways, yeah. And it, and it has to do with, you know, how do you recruit your human sources? How do you uh, gather and store data? And, I, you know, there's a bigger issue here, and we've had this debate here in Canada about CSIS and, and, and CSC and how they collect data and how they store it. You know, should they keep it, should they not keep it, should they destroy it kind of thing. You know, if, if you collect stuff and you get rid of it, it doesn't help you the next day when your investigation says, hey, gee, I wish I had kept a piece of information that I threw out. So we have to have this debate here in this country as well because I don't think people understand how this thing really works. Right, Phil. So you're touching on a really interesting thing here, and that that's the storage of data or information. So... You know, given the the era that we live in now, where everybody, almost everybody, has enormous amounts of data and information flooding into their hands, literally every single day, how are uh, law enforcement agencies able to filter through all of that, determine what in fact uh, is uh, you know important, credible? Um, and what they should hang on to and what they should get rid of. Seems to me that's a tall order all by itself. 
Oh, you're absolutely right, Jamie. You asked some great questions, and it's not easy. I mean, you know, when I worked in, in signals intelligence, you're, you're talking a gazillion of pieces of data that you collect. And it, it, it basically, it, you know, you, you sort of mentioned it before. You kind of learn by doing. You learn to, to realize what's significant and what's not. You learn to realize what's reliable and what's not. Because lots of information is crap. We're certainly seeing that south of the border these days with false news and things like that. So it is it's basically, it's, it's an art and, 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 it's, and a science at the same time. And through, you know, decades of experience, you, you kind of learn these things. And, but, you, you know, not to say mistakes aren't made. Mistakes are made. But I would, uh, I'm, obviously, I'm biased. But I would tend to uh, err on the, on the side that these people know what they're doing. They're very professional. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.